Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Earth Sea Love Podcast. This podcast is for and about women of colour and our relationship with nature. Hosted by me, Cherie Mack. The Earth Sea Love Podcast is committed to exploring the experiences of women of colour with Mother Nature. We want to provide spaces where the hidden voices in the environmental and conservation conversations can explore their relationship with the natural world. Inspired by our time spent outdoors, we amplify the voices of women of colour, our stories, our conversations, interviews, photography, writing and artwork. We'll be exploring our legacies, histories and memories which have had an influence and effect upon how we perceive ourselves within the natural world and within the environmental and climate justice movements. Welcome to the Earth Sea Love Podcast. Quote If you don't see that your story matters, chances are no one else will either. So though it isn't always easy, it's important for you to find the strength to share your truth because the world needs to hear it. Michelle Obama And I suppose um, to link in with that quote, I, I need to tell my story, my... Um, my my truth or how I feel my relationship with nature has been or has developed or how it seems from my point of view. And as I've mentioned probably before, I grew up in inner city Bradford where we were living in poverty and wherever we had to go we usually walked um we could say that was because everything that we needed to reach was in walking distance but looking back i know as an adult we didn't have much money my dad was diagnosed with leukemia when i was three months old and i course I didn't know this at the time and as I was growing up I didn't know but all the time that I was growing up um, from three months until nine um, when my dad did die I was living and my dad was dying in my in my lifetime and I didn't know that because my mum and dad had made that decision that they weren't going to tell me and my sister that he was dying so, so all the time that we're growing up, my dad was at home. He was a stay-at-home husband when my mum went out and had 
had to keep down about three jobs. So we had some money coming in. And you know, she'd be a cleaner. She cleaned toilets. That's how the money came into our house. But, you know, they had a partnership and, and it worked well and there was love there. But, you know, as a child, I didn't know this. And it wasn't until after my dad died that mum was starting to tell us stories about them and their relationship and that decision to tell us that he was dying anyhow so yes so we were poor we walked everywhere um and it was in a city concrete um and as i said i i used to take try and take different routes to school once i could go to school alone primary school um just as a sense of exploration and adventure and um I used to like to walk over green fields or lie down in in the morning grass and just look up at the sky and watch the clouds or autumn I used to like to go down a certain road where one side was three-story houses and on the other side there were just trees so it must have been a tree-lined street do you think <laughs> and in autumn these trees I think they were sycamore trees because there were the leaves that like in my hand and they had fallen off the trees it was yellow orange red brown and I would love to walk through those leaves on the ground and kick them kick them up in the air hear the whistles and the sounds and the crinkling and you know there's probably people that had spent time sweeping these leaves up into neat piles along the path probably away from the whole path you know into the corner near the walls and i would just like run through those leaves because for me it was it was a sense of freedom and fun and enjoyment and it was like raining leaves so these are the the memories that i had of the natural world um you know little pockets of nature and it wasn't until i was an adult and working as a freelance writer and getting my own car and having freedom that I went back to Yorkshire the Bradford area Hebden Bridge that sort of thing and found out that we were living in the you know with the moors and the dales surrounding us this is Bronte country and I didn't know growing up and that's basically because we didn't have the money to get out there and explore the countryside, go walking. We didn't have a car, because we didn't have the money for a car to get out there, you know, to drive to these places. And it just wasn't on our radar, you know. I was brought up to be thinking, get your education, get your head down, you know, and then you can get a good job. Um, and our eyes were always fixed towards the city, an opportunity that way. and nature just didn't have any space in our lives i mean my dad 
you know, was a stowaway to Bradford or the UK in the 1950s, leaving Trinidad and Tobago, which is, uh, you know, he lived on the outskirts of the capital, part of Spain, in a place called Laventille, and they had their own land where they would grow some produce. And um, so the majority of where he grew up was rural. And it seemed that once he got to the UK, the mother country, where he would have a better quality of life, that's why he made the move, that all past life rural upbringing was forgotten. It wasn't any useful anymore and it was almost like he packed it away in his grip and pushed it under the bed to be forgotten. And he didn't actually discuss with us about his homeland, Trinidad and Tobago. We just knew that that had some kind of influence in our lives because we had a velvet scroll depicting the two islands, Trinidad and Tobago, on the wall it was this black velvet scroll the islands were like stitched green thread um, and place names were stitched on in red thread and we just knew that was dad's homeland but it wasn't discussed um so there's a history there there's a, a history about not valuing nature or the land in in say the home countries where where immigrants have come from um it's almost like forgotten because you need to get on and seize the opportunities that these urban centers have on offer so there's you know we said about finances um, transport cultural and historical relationship with the natural world and also there's information I've I've learned from decades of being a student you have to actually go out and seek you have to go out and find you have to have some kind of idea or inspiration that is the spark that gets you to explore these things and if those seeds are not planted in the first place then those seeds don't grow or are nurtured because there's nothing there so the seeds of the idea of like we're connected with the natural world we can go out into the countryside walk the landscape and feel connected gain a a greater sense of self but also in relation to the natural world and making that connection it the the seeds weren't planted from a young age but as i've said someplace somewhere else within this podcast series there was some kind of call from within me and i do think it was a soul a soul calling to be closer with the natural world i've talked about those leaves talked about those green spaces that I tried to roam and explore or seek out there was a restlessness within me that I found that was 
quieted, quieted, quieted down, or um, dulled or soothed when I found solitude outside. And um, those effects were deepened if there were some pretty flowers around or some tall, wide-armed trees. Um, so yeah, so information was another barrier. Where'd you go? How'd you get there? And also, you know, looking back now, there was also fear. How would you be received walking in these places? I mean, I know now and how I've brought up my children. The majority of the time when we've been at the seaside, at the beach, or walking in a nearby park, or going a bit further, crossing the borders into Scotland, we have usually been the only black faces out there. Um, sometimes people talk to us, sometimes they don't. Um, but I think what has made, what has contributed to me continuing with these explorations of getting out there, knowing that I'll be the probably the only one that I see all day who looks like me has been that idea of feeling like an outsider within society, within my normal day-to-day, you know, feeling and knowing that, you know, the circles that I have been moving in, writing, art, education, I have usually been the lone black person, woman of colour at that table. Um, So I'm used to being alone within my blackness. So I've looked upon it as just an extension of my day-to-day by going out into nature and knowing that I will be probably still alone in my blackness. But knowing within my gut and feeling when I'm out there that the benefits for me physically, mentally, psychologically, emotionally, bodily, far more outweigh that feeling at first of being an outsider or being odd or being stared at or being asked those questions again and again. Where are you from? What are you doing here? Can I help you? Are you lost? Are you on holiday? <laughs> but yeah, that's another another conversation we'll have at another time. So yeah, there's my little story. Um and there's still more that will be added into the story, but I think that's enough for now. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you'll pop back again really soon thank you
The Earth Sea Love Podcast has been made possible by the funding from National Lottery Heritage Fund.